Photography is one of the first impressions a buyer has when you sell your home. And photography can make or break a sale. If the photos aren't good, you're not going to get the inquiry. It's as simple as that. So how can you help to make your photo shoot seamless for the photographer? We will find out with resident host of Real Estate Right, Grant Kennedy. Also renowned for being a leading photographer throughout Melbourne. Welcome to Real Estate Right, where we talk to top experts on how to buy, sell, rent and invest right. Your hosts are Grant Kennedy and Sue Langida. With 14 years experience as a real estate photographer, Grant Kennedy knows exactly how what is seen through the lens impacts on creating stunning photography to sell your home. Grant is the owner and head photographer of We Shoot Buildings and changes from co-host to guest for today's episode. Grant's passion lies in getting the absolute best possible images of your property to maximize buyer demand and ultimately lead to the highest sale price for your property. Welcome, Grant. Yay! <laughs> Thanks, Sue. A little bit different being on this side of the uh, equation. It is, isn't it? So, Grant, <laughs> let's tell our listeners how you got into real estate photography. Well, I was always passionate about photography, yeah. just in general. Um, initially, I did finance at university, so nothing to do with uh, photography at all, actually. Yeah. Um, and I lived in London for a couple of years, and I was in finance over there. Then when I came back to Melbourne, I was um, yeah looking for a something to do. I was thinking maybe, you know, a small business of some type. Uh, type. And I uh, originally saw an advertisement for a, a real estate uh, photography franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, some 14 odd years ago and um, started to sort of get a little bit of a sort of look in, started to look into that side of things and yeah. thought, right, yeah, I think I, this is something that I'd be pretty passionate about doing. And yeah tick the box of being a small business owner as well and yeah. um and all that side of things and and um yeah that's sort of where I sort of first learnt real estate photography through yeah. the franchise. Yep. Uh, and then good. since then I've uh, I was with the franchise for ten years mm-hmm. and then uh now out on my own with We Shoot Buildings. Awesome. Um so what do you think is the percentage of properties that you still have to clean up styling you know, sort of style with what's there or avoid touching the tenant's belongings when you uh, go through a property? Yeah. Um, off the top of my head, I would say more and more, uh, uh, you know, more and more these days vendors are preferring to, you know, rent out their properties vacant. Um, that seems to be occurring more than it, it did, say, five years ago. The tenant's leaving first and they clean yeah. the property up and then and, yeah. and do that. Yeah. Of the... Uh, rental properties that don't do that, I would say it'd be probably 50-50 still at this stage, I, yeah. I guess. Um, and then of those, probably you know, 50% of them would be tenants that are, keep the house you know, relatively kept pretty nicely. Yeah. Um, and then probably the other half are pretty average, bordering on... <laughs> Revolting, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Yeah, and then with owners selling their home, that's a totally yeah. different story. They're always pretty, pretty good. Yeah. yeah. So, like, it is a small percentage, but from my, I suppose, experience of getting going into homes, it's still probably about five to ten percent of all all homes would be you would need to 
do some moving around of some sort or complete cleaning? Oh, oh, like every house we do that for sure. Yeah. No matter what. Um, it's just, yeah, the different levels of yeah. how much we need to do, I guess. Yeah. Um, I would do at least one a day to be able to make a nice enough photo. For, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, know, and there's also the things like deceased estates where they're they're packing up things and they've left boxes on tables and, you know, and they sort of forget that the photographer's turning up. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Things boxed up is not too bad, but, yeah, when there's sort of rubbish all over left, right and centre, then it's yeah. a little bit trickier. But, yeah, jocks on the floor. Um, and <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so even vacant places can, can be a little bit messy, even if they've been cleaned. But yeah. you know, they're, they're not very hard to sort of sort out as you go along. But yeah. It's still extra work for you, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it, it is. It's part and parcel of the job. But I, yeah. at the end of the day, I think the trade-off is I, I allocate a certain amount of time per job in my diary, say, for yeah. the day, as any business would. Yes. Um, and then, you know, and I'm in no rush to you know, get out of a place if I'm, you know, if my next booking's at a certain time, you know. So yeah. the trade-off is the more the more time I have to spend cleaning up a property, yeah. the less time I have to concentrate on the different angles and the best shots of the home. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I'll, I'll take as many shots as I have time um, to take, really. So the yeah. more time I have shooting, the more shots at the end of the day, then I get to choose the best images from, you know. And yeah. um, it's that sort of creative time that you have, the creative extra time you have concentrating on the photography and not the cleaning up side of things yeah. um, can really, really make a difference in the photography. And that'll be for every photographer, I've got no doubt. Like yeah. creative process and that extra time you have is mm-hmm. where you can, um, play around and really get some really, really good shots um, mm. above and beyond just, you know, your standard, typical yeah. covering off the main angles, um, yes. which sometimes we only get time to cover off the main angles main angles if um, if we're cleaning up the property a lot. Yeah, yeah. So um, it is a trade-off that's quite important, yeah. Yeah, so basically, yeah, the less cleaning the photographer has to do, the better it is for your house to be presented in the long term yeah yeah so the objective is to get your house looking the, it's best before the photographer turns up really yeah yeah i would suggest <laughs> <laughs> okay so what are some things that vendors tenants and agents can do to prepare a home for a photo shoot what are some small things there's quite a lot you could be doing um but i'll try and keep it uh you know to the you know, to the main things that are yeah, sort of definitely. make the biggest, you know, the, the top 20% of things that uh, make, you know, 80% of the results, I guess. Yeah. First port of call in general for your interiors. If you, if you do have the time, um, I would start by doing a general clean, I guess. Um, yeah. Things that you can't do while we're there, for instance, would be cleaning windows and that side of things mm-hmm. before we turn up. Uh, turning on all your lights right throughout the home, including mm-hmm. um, your lamps and your bedside tables and that kind of thing. Yeah. I would suggest maybe turning off all your fans and your TVs before we arrive. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's all ready. Uh, open up your blinds and get everything um, nice and light and bright because that's generally 
what you would like to be portraying in your home, that it's not, you know, a dark, dingy place, that it's a nice, mm -hmm. bright uh, property. Um, mm -hmm. And, it's, you know, some rooms may depend on, on the view, you know, if it's, if it's a window that's just uh, looking straight out at a um, fence, well, then you may obviously want to leave your blinds either closed or, you know, if you've got your sheer lace curtains, you can leave those mm -hmm. in place. But um, that's another thing you could do. You could potentially take all your sheer and lace curtains off and throw them perhaps in the garage so that, um, yeah, the most sort of light um, sort of environment you can create. Yeah, because those shears are quite um, light blocking, aren't they? They can, you know, make a yeah, massive they, difference. Oh, they, they can be. Yeah, they can be. Um, and, you know, generally, you know, if you have a nice view through a window, you know, out to the garden or yeah. nice, nice greenery, um, a, lo a lot of those blinds you can't open up. They'll just, yeah. they literally either kind of basically have to be closed or they're, they're hard to separate and, and open mm. up if they are split in the middle. So, yeah, um, yeah I, you could take those off if you want to sort of go to that sort of next level, I guess. Um, yeah. That's going to be a personal choice to you. So, mm -hmm. yep. So if we start to talk about individual rooms, um, starting with the lounge room, um, you could do things such as, you know, put all unnecessary uh, furniture. If you've got a lot of furniture or extra couches or um, seating mm -hmm. or whatever it may be um, you may want to sort of declutter first with the larger um, furniture mm -hmm. parts and chuck those into the garage mm -hmm. um, you know just do all the the decluttering type stuff you know clear away dvds remote controls magazines mm -hmm. tv guides ga um, game consoles and cords for the controllers those sorts of things yeah um, tidy up bookshelves just in a nice orderly fashion mm -hmm. um, and you may have uh, pedestal fans or um, heaters typically um, we would remove those from photos as well um, when it comes to heating and cooling and those sort of options things that are actually permanent to the home so you don't want to uh, um, show things that you need yeah you may you may yeah exactly you may yeah. not want to portray that you need an extra heater in the room perhaps yeah it yeah. might be covered. yeah uh, that sort of thing yeah or if you've got a pedestal fan you may be portraying that it's a hot room for instance yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so that's a typical sort of thing we would take out of a room yeah bathroom and, and kitchen typically the the two most sort of cluttered rooms i guess um they're probably also the two rooms photographers are least comfortable touching your stuff you know food stuff or um, personal items typically are in both both of those rooms. So, you know, for instance, bathroom, you may want to clear the vanity tops and inside the showers of all sort of extra clutter, um, you know. Like shampoos and conditioners. Yeah, and, you know, and some showers have 10, 10 <laughs> bottles of shampoo in it for yeah. <laughs> five different people living in the house or whatever it yeah. may be. Yeah. Um, so you might want to leave just a couple of matching shampoo and conditioners and and get rid of the rest mm. add some nice um coordinated towels rather than you know your everyday towels that you've been using for the past sort of three months or six months or whatever yeah. typically take bath mats off the floor um mm -hmm. and take bins out and that kind of thing as well yeah uh, then in your kitchen it's a pretty similar sort of story um you know clear all 
bench tops of all sort of documents, blenders and rice cookers and, you know, typically you know, leaving your, your toaster and kettles not so it's not completely bare is okay. I would, you know, typically remove detergents and stuff around the sinks. Yeah, and then I guess uh, fridges is probably another thing. Um, people typically have lots of magnets or documents and things they or photos that they have uh, stuck on the fridge. They can tend to make photography look a little cluttered. So uh, obviously take all those off the fridge. In terms of uh, your lighting and that side of things, the, uh, the range hood light is something that I would check there and replace if that's not, um, if that's not working because yeah. that's very commonly not working. And then add a nice, uh, you know, multicolored fruit bowl, always a, a, you know, a welcome addition. You might want to add just some nice mm -hmm. um, tea towels, nice fresh tea towels or something like that. Yeah. Or even some nice olive oil bottles or, you know, some, you know, things that you get from the market, some pretty things. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You can, you can definitely add some knickknacks yeah. that are, you know, got that sort of stylistic flair to them. Yeah, for sure. Just don't overdo it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then that probably leaves interior wise, that leaves the bedrooms. So clear sort of, your personal items from the bedside tables and any uh, any stuff sometimes sitting under the bedside tables, including sort of cords and power boards and that kind of thing. Um, yeah. You could uh, obviously make the beds. Um, if you want to go next level, you can add a nice, you know, fresh doona cover. It doesn't have to be brand new, but something that looks nice and it's been freshly washed and clean and set up. In, t in terms of that, a lot of properties I say they they generally go for something that's white or at least unpatterned it can be textured but unpatterned when it comes to like having a base of a white doona cover and then maybe dress it up with colorful cushions or push uh, pillows and stuff or maybe a colorful throw rug but white yeah. is really the, the base you'd agree with yeah that? yeah yeah try not to add I guess too much personality to it yeah in fear of alienating um, yeah. Any buyers, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, other than that, typical sort of stuff: clear the floors. Yeah. Anything often under the beds. A lot of people store things under beds. Mm. So, so unless you've got a lance or, or you've got a solid base, don't store anything under the beds. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Or push it in deeper. Yeah. Um, so we can't see it. Mm. Um, and again, yeah. Often bedrooms will have extra pedestal fans and heaters. That's yeah. um, pretty common. Um, mm -hmm. I'd consider removing those ready for the photographer as well. Yep, fair enough. Okay, so do we have to prepare every single room for a photo shoot or just main rooms? Right, this is a tricky question because okay. my answer is yes, you have to. But okay. what really? If, if you have the time, then yes. It, it is definitely a great help. And, yeah. you know, it goes back to... You know, what do you want your photographer to be spending time on when they arrive? But but if you don't have the time, um, I would say focus on the kitchen and bathroom. They're probably... Uh, as if you've got more than one bathroom, just focus on one bathroom? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it all comes down to how much time you have, I guess. But, yeah, I would definitely start with the kitchen and... And then your best bathroom and then work back from there, I guess. Yeah. Um, main living space. The the main living space is often something that we can sort out pretty quickly. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, but um, yeah, I mean, the hierarchy of your best to worst yeah. would be the way to go. Sure. Yeah. So would you touch your laundry, for instance, or would you just not worry about it? No, well, um, that's definitely a room that we typically don't do. Focus on the hierarchy from, you know, best to worst, worst room, depending on the amount of time you have. But so in terms of tips, um, if you can grab a, a big box or, you know, plastic container, you can pretty much dump things into a box or container pretty quickly and not have to think too much about it, mm-hmm. um, which can really speed up the process. So if you get, say, like three or four boxes for the house, um, you know, in the, in the weeks leading up to this occurring, yeah. you could easily dump stuff into those. And and then you've got it organised. You can just literally bring the box back in and then unpack it yeah. back to how you had it. So a box for each room. Um, so if you're doing your living room, here's your box for your living room. Here's your box for your kitchen. Yeah. Yeah, whack a box in each room and then run around and do it. You can literally do it in 10 minutes, yeah. like when you're organised with boxes and things, I reckon. Yeah. Uh, wiping down every surface isn't really necessary. So you can, pe- people think, you know, oh, it's such a big job, we've got to clean everything. And, you know, if you're running out of time, don't worry about the surfaces yeah. so much. Um, it's more the decluttering is going to be the biggest thing. And, you know, if any if there's any really bad marks or something that's going to stand out, that's that kind of thing is pretty easy to Photoshop yeah. compared to Photoshopping out a whole object, yeah. if that makes yeah, sense. Definitely. Not always, but like typically your bathrooms and bedrooms are photographed from the doorway of the room. Yeah. So you could keep that in mind when you're hiding things, I guess. If you want to be quick, yeah. um, you might be able to hide things on the far side of the bed and just dump it yeah. and lay it down on the floor behind the bed yeah. or put stuff around the sink inside the sink or um, that kind of thing. So that's another trick. Sometimes owners forget some of the smaller things that make a photo shoot. What are some things that would be really helpful before you arrive? I would say light bulbs is a good one. It's always a forgotten one, isn't it? It's always a forgotten one. Yeah. Yeah, You'd be surprised how often people don't realise their own lights are out. Yeah. Um, I hear it almost in every house. Oh, I didn't realise that light was yeah. out. Yeah. Um, so that's a pretty typical, yeah. Or they have a variety of different coloured light bulbs. So they might be a warm white or a cool white and they've got uh, various things that aren't sitting right. Yeah, so. it's very, absolutely, yeah. And I was going to mention that it, it's very common, um, especially the lights on your roof compared to the lights on your lamps yeah. uh, in, in your lamps or your bedside tables and often a different light. So that actually it does negatively impact your photos quite mm-hmm. a lot. Um, it's, uh, it makes our life harder too when it comes to the editing side of it. But that's neither here nor there for you guys, but, but it will affect the quality of your overall image. Mm. Um, if, if you don't have that consistent, um, color of lighting so if you want to go all out uh, you know for the best results yeah. i would yeah consider first checking all your lights are working and then um seeing where you might be able to match some different colored lights you know or just replace them all together with the same colored lights mm-hmm. um so do you recommend do you recommend cool uh, white or the warm white the best light is call it warm white and it's yeah. 
almost white, but it's a little bit of warmth in it, and it's a really good colour delight for yeah. for interiors. Um, but but the main the main point here is to be consistent. You know, ensure that your lighting is essentially consistent throughout the place, and and if you're going to have a certain type of light bulb in your ceilings, the same in the lamps as well. Would you say, like, if you're going to have a cool yeah, yeah, if you can match them as as best as you possibly can, that that's yeah. definitely would be important. Yeah, yeah. definitely good. For um, sure. So, if we are running out of time, and you know that your photographer is coming in the next half hour, what are some things you don't need to worry about? All right. So, uh, garages and laundries, you don't have to worry about at all, unless yeah. Unless they are rooms that are particularly stand out awesome compared yeah. to other houses, which most aren't, yeah. um, you can use them as storage facilities yes. or the photography shoot. So, um, yeah, that's that's your first thing to leave out. Typically, I would definitely want you to put time into your master bedrooms, but... I think we come into properties at slightly different times sometimes and, and I get to a property and people are madly vacuuming and mopping floors and all that stuff because they're saying, oh, the photographer's coming in half an hour. Okay. Yeah. So you don't, you may not see that. I see that. And it's like. Yeah. Oh, I see it. Don't worry. They usually do it right in front of me. <laughs> yeah. And it's <laughs> As like. As I'm waiting to take the photo. <laughs> you really need to take, do you really need a vacuum and do you really, like, I can understand if there's like a lot of dog hair and there's a lot of whatever, like there's some red wine spill or whatever it is, but essentially you don't really need to run over the vacuum or the mop just before the photographer turns up, do you? <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's really bad. Yeah. yeah. No, you, like, as I said, like surfaces and things are definitely, you know, not as important as the decluttering side of yeah. it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. If you are doing your own styling, what are some hot tips to make your photos look good? The obvious general rule, less is more, as we've already talked about. Um, I'm no interior designer, but um, after seeing so many homes, I feel like there are a few golden rules I've noticed. Um, you kind of mentioned it a little bit earlier. Um, contrast, it, the word contrast and how that works, like... You know, if you've got a, a darker style of room mm-hmm. or, you know, it's typically a darker room, then the opposite of dark is to then use lighter stuff. You said like, the yeah. you know, the yeah. whiter or lighter coloured um, dunas and things like that. Yeah. Um, all situations. So, you know, if you've got a dark coloured couch, you want to be putting out, you know, a lighter coloured white throw over, the, the, the contrast of dark being yeah. the lighter thing to go on top of that and that that pretty much works for all all rooms all sort of scenarios yeah so essentially you want something to pop you want something um you want a little bit of color or accent to yeah pop so it might be orange it's it's a really important one because people do don't don't realize that's important the contrast thing so you know you might have a a brown couch or a dark couch it might be a beautiful couch don't get me wrong if you then put the dark cushions on it, it's just not going to work. Yeah. You know, you, you may, not have, you may have yeah. overthought. Like, they're beautiful cushions, I'm sure. There's no dramas yeah. with that. But they're, they're not going to work as opposed to a lighter, brighter yeah. um, version of, of that mm-hmm. to get that contrasting in colour. There's some obvious things you can do, you know, adding flowers yeah. to, to uh, 
improve, you know, the general um, feeling of the room. Um, It's important on that, though, not to go with um, large bunches of flowers if it's going to go on, say, a dining table that's in the middle of the room um, because that won't work with the photography. Along, you know, if it's going into corners or along the walls, then you could definitely use, you know, big, big large yeah. flowers and that. Yeah. But if they're in the middle of the room, just make sure they're, you know, they're on the smaller side of yeah. a bunch of flowers. And it's, it's basically make it in proportion. Know that you can, you want to see the other side of the room if it's in the middle of the table. You, yeah, exactly. Like for instance, if, if I'm taking a, a shot of a dining table and then you've got the kitchen in the background, mm. um, so it's a, it's a kitchen dining shot, Yeah, but you've got this massive big, um, Bunch of flowers. Of flowers on the on the dining table, and then I can't see the. Um, well, one, it makes the room look smaller, just yeah. in general, yeah. um, which is probably not what you want to be doing. But uh, it overpowers the photo, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. You know, it's yeah. a beautiful, beautiful set of flowers. But if you, you could get the same effect with a, with a much smaller bunch of flowers, colors change from season to season, obviously. Yeah. So. You know, if you if you're looking into adding color to things, I would be grabbing, you know, the latest styling magazine or looking at the Pantone colors of yeah. of the current season. And yeah. in terms of laying out furniture, there's something called uh, or referred to as the golden ratio. Mm-hmm. And so, basically, how that works is, let's say you've got a perfectly square room. Mm-hmm. Um, Two thirds of that room should be. Um, furniture mm. and then one third of that room should be space if that makes sense yeah. so so it's, it's just a general golden golden rule golden ratio uh of you know how to not overfill a room basically you know you want to keep at least one third of the room um with some space and mm. uh that that golden rule or golden ratio uh also translates into how you're picking your furniture and that kind of thing as well. If you're going to go down that route of, um, you know, going all out and upgrading furniture and things, um, you know, so how that would work, for instance, is if you bought a particular size couch, you know, your coffee coffee table should be two-thirds the size of that main piece of furniture in the room. Yeah. Yeah, so it's just a general rule that you can use. Yeah. So this, just make sure it's proportional and it's at one-third, two-third kind of proportion. Yep, proportions. That's, that's it. Yeah. The golden ratio. Google it because you'll probably learn better than what I've explained it there. Yeah. But, yeah. All good. Um, so if you haven't got the money for styling and the house is vacant, what could be some good tips to make it look good? I guess the main one uh, for the real estate industry is the use, uh, the use of virtual staging of furniture. Yeah. Um, that's becoming quite common for vacant properties. Yeah. Um, it's quite popular, uh, particularly in sales. Um, you know, for a very, you know, a very small fraction of the price of paying for professional styling of the of the property, mm-hmm. you can. Um, it's well, you know, these days we make it very realistic. Um, a lot of people can't even tell the difference between the virtual staging and the and the real staging yes. when it's when it comes to looking at the photos, yeah. so it's it's really got that you know higher level of quality now that they can't tell. Yeah. Um, so that's a huge huge one, and I mean, I can only speak for how we operate, but um, I've got a website that 
it's almost like Ikea where they're set up in in whole rooms yeah. of furniture already set up. Yeah. And you can literally, I can give you the website address and you can literally choose your furniture already staged, ready ready to then be inserted into your into your um into your spaces. So pretty good, yeah. 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 So So it's pretty pretty cool and yeah. um it's useful yeah. for a lot of apartments or places that have just like tenants have moved out and you yeah, that's kind of thing. That's what it's really good for, isn't it? Yeah, it's good yeah, good for people on a on a tighter budget for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um you know, the main aim is to get people to your property, you know. Yes. Um, and that's one one way to to make sure you get them get Inside them the to, to your property. And then once they're once it's at the property, then the agent can, you know, work their magic from there. Yeah. But if you can't get them to your property at all. Makes it a bit tricky. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what about the exteriors? What can we do to help out to get great photos of the exterior of your home? Typical things I see would be um, garbage bins. Mm-hmm. Typically people, you know, put them, you know, in front of their garage door or next to their house, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So before your photographer arrives, either put them inside your garage or um, out onto the street yeah. um, to get them out of the way. Maybe sit them in front of your neighbour's house temporarily. Yeah. Gun hoses, brooms uh, and mops and that kind of thing would typically be laying around. Uh, either in front of the house or out the backyard. Mowing the lawns is the the obvious one. Um, Nicely mown lawns can obviously make a huge difference. It's amazing how many of those get missed, don't they? Yeah, yeah, and it doesn't take long to grow, so you need to be a little bit organised. Lots of things. Some people people, um, mow them on the weekend and your photo shoot's not not till... uh, Friday, Friday. and the weeds in it, get a lot of rain, all of a sudden shoots up. <laughs> uh, it's not so bad, but yeah, yeah. I mean, you definitely want to sort of within the week sort of thing. Yeah. Get those done for sure. Uh, yeah, and then oh, probably dead growth in, in trees and, and plants and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, sometimes there'll be like a beautiful tree, but just this one dead, um, you know, branch of the tree that, stands out and makes the can make the photo look a bit ordinary and they're actually really hard to edit and, and add uh, you know you can't really add color to dead dead uh, yeah. plants yeah so um, in terms of editing it, it's a little bit tricky so that's something to definitely uh, do a, just a quick glance over over mm-hmm. your um, thing just pull anything out that takes five seconds yeah um, uh, and then obviously before we arrive just to have your um, cars either in the garage or if that's full of full of your junk, chuck them out on the street before we arrive, so we don't have to have to wait for that to happen. Yeah, um, yeah. You've also got the entertaining areas. Um, yeah. So typically with entertaining areas, you've got barbecues. So take the cover off the barbecue and just making sure that the barbecue is looking clean and tidy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Putting away any. Uh, pet toys and that kind of thing, Mm -hmm. Uh, garden tools, garden hoses, brooms and mops, Um, remove any um, pet bedding. That's that's a pretty common um, sort of thing. So maybe just chuck that in the garage for a little bit. Um, And then obviously any any, uh, dog poo (laughs) and that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, just a general nice, you know, sweep of the area. Um, 
Do you need and, to water it down? Like a lot of people water their decks down, for instance. To make yeah, that's yeah, that's right a color. that's a stylistic thing, I guess, um, on whether you'd like to have that look or not. Um, mm. Yeah, so there's a few little tricks with that in terms of when you if you water something down, you've just got to make sure that it doesn't splash up the walls of the, of yeah. the house. It's really hard to edit, say, bricks and, and things yeah. like that. Um, so, but yeah, if, you've, if you've got your hose out, for instance, and, you know, it's dribbling, dripping water as you're taking it away, all of a sudden you've got yourself drips. You yes, best to hose that exactly. down. That's, that's a big one. So you want to do that at least a couple of hours before we arrive, basically. Yeah. To, make sure anything like that's dry and i was actually going to go into that with the with the pools side of things as well like if you have a pool um obviously you want to make sure it's clean but make sure to get the um the pool automated pool cleaner out of the pool at least you know an hour or so hour or two beforehand to make sure that all the water that comes out of those as you're taking them out is all dried up around the pool yeah um that's that's a big one and um yeah, obviously, removing any pool toys. And um, mm-hmm. the last one is making sure the pool lights are working. Yeah. Uh, well, that's so, a big one. <laughs> yeah. So you may need a couple of weeks' notice on, on that one because if you need to get a sparky out to, to fix that, if you're doing a dust shot, that, that'll need to be fixed if it's not working. So yeah. if you want the best result in terms of highlighting your pool. Yeah. 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 So I don't know if you've noticed this, but different photographers do different things some photoshop dusk lighting in and then some just turn up at dusk uh some ask for lights on and some want them off explain do you know the difference between what's going on there it's a a stylistic thing for a start um it's either a photographer's preference or um the agent's preference um as to whether to have all your lights fully on in the house or or off I, I would typically prefer lights on, um, mm-hmm. but it can depend. It can depend on the property, um, and lights off can work better. The the lights off thing is more of a, I guess, an architectural style. It's more magaziney. Yeah, yeah, and it doesn't work in every home because it can work on these million dollar homes, but it doesn't always work mm. on your, you know, your typical unit or normal house. Yeah. Thing. So just keep that in yeah. mind. Um, yeah. Some places can be quite dark and that kind of thing. Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, most photographers will have a standard preference on on how they set mm-hmm. up a home and the style of shots they take. Um, uh, I guess that's a way for you to select your your favourite photographer or or your agents is to um, have a look at at the photography and see what style you like and um, make sure they're sort of gonna suit your marketing needs, I guess. A real estate agent would definitely, like, generally have the one company that they use for their photography. And as you said, if, if you're in that position of wanting to choose your real estate agent, um, it, you know, and you have a bit of creative flair and you want to make sure that your house is represented properly with the photos that you like. Because, like, I know that some people have said, oh, I've chosen, say... Hocking Stewart, one of the agents I work for, but they want me to write ads in the style of what Hodges do. And I was like, well, why didn't you just choose Hodges? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's it, like, you know, this is how they do their advertising. So why would yeah. you do that? 
Um, so I'm sure the same thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, yeah, and I mean, and you can do that. You can definitely write in that style. You know, uh, you know, you can. Yeah, yeah. But I, well, yes and no. Yeah, because, I suppose. Yeah, um, I, I, yeah. because there's word limits on there certain things, and so some agents have say they can do unlimited this, but then their brochure is a different size, and so you yeah. can't do the same yeah. style. I can do it with photography, I guess. Yeah. Um, you know, lights on or off, that's yeah. an easy one. But um, it's usually the lights on yeah. or off thing comes with a different style of photography um, in, in the way that it's photographed as well. So, um, yeah. But then that, that stuffs up the agent's magazine, for instance, when they've got the same style going throughout the whole scene, um, magazine. And yeah, that's, what, that's probably why I guess real estate agents will stick with their favourite photographers and that sort of thing. The whole dusk or the, um, the fake dusk look, that's something, that's something to be aware of as, as an yeah. owner as well, what, what, the, uh, what the real estate agent is selling you. Just have a look at their um, previous listings. Is the house interiors being shot during the day or during the evening um, as um, look, I, I, I can only speak for ourselves. We just, we typically do dust shots, like real dust shots, but sometimes we'll do a day shoot and then later they'll decide to convert yeah. that to a twilight exterior. And we just sell that as an upgraded um, editing thing. But I, yeah. I, I, I don't want to speak out of turn in the industry here, but yeah. I suspect that some photography companies are selling dust shoots um, mm. to owners where where they're only where what they're actually buying is a day shoot and then a twilight exterior conversion. So it just they just have yes. to do their research on their previous listings to make sure yeah. your agent's selling you um, what they're. And and the key to the key to saying that that's a bit different is. If it look if all their photos in their magazine, for instance, have the same yeah. sky, or the, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, or the same color tones in their sky, um, because it, then they start looking the same. Yeah, you don't want to. You want to try and avoid that <laughs> as an agency. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but uh, yeah. yeah, the main point I guess with that is just making sure that if you're paying a dusk photography price. Make sure that price is including dusk interiors as well when everything's done. Yeah. At, actually turning up at your house at night time yeah. like, or on, on sunset time to photograph it. Yeah. Not during the day and then converting it. Yeah. Because that actually should be cheaper for yes. you. Yeah. Make sure you're getting what, getting what you're paying for. Yeah. yeah. That's the main thing. Definitely. So what other visual opportunities are there that agents are using to market properties? At the moment, um, 3D, yeah. we, we call them real view 360 walkthroughs um, yeah. and they're becoming really popular. So we've got a, a specialised um, mm-hmm. camera that we walk through the home. It's quite time consuming, but it, it does. this thing is quite amazing really. It does a 3D scan of your property and you literally walk through um, mm-hmm. the home, like each room in multiple spots um, down the hallway, the whole thing. And we pretty much, pretty much map the whole yeah. house out with this 3D scan of the home. Uh, and it's in, you know, in 4K yeah. imagery. So the quality of it's, you know, amazing really. Um, yeah. 
and you know, particularly at the moment, obviously with the virus and everything and that side of things. But um, it was popular yeah. before that, and it's I think it's going to be even more popular now after we've been, you know, real estate agents have been forced to do um, things for this virus. But um, it does an amazing job of um, having people view your home without having to go to the property. Um, so, you know, like, well, I know from when I was buying my home how hard it was to get around at each, um, each property that you wanted to view. So this is a good way to um, really attract and make sure people do come to your property um, if they if they go through, they're not going to, you know, if they go through this 3D work, walk through online and they love it, then you know the property, people that are coming to your property have already done that yeah. and they already do love your property, you know. They're not just yeah. coming to check it out and, and, and head off again. So uh, I guess from an agent's point of view, it's um, it means that people come in and view the property are very sort of highly targeted, not just... The genuine buyers. You know, the genuine buyers, that's yeah. the point. Yeah. Um, so with a um, 3D walkthrough, do you have to have your rooms like your laundry and your garage and all that stuff looking a bit better? <laughs> yeah, so this it does get a little bit trickier with, with that side of it. So you may, if you're going to be using a room for um, uh, storage, mm-hmm. I mean, we could definitely do the rest of the house and then do that room last where you could just shift, shift it all out of that room. Um, and, and finish off the 3D walkthrough yeah. um, like that. But, you know, the, you know, I guess everything we're talking about today, it makes it even more important if you're going to do one of these 3D um, walkthroughs to have it all prepared, ready, because these things can't be edited yeah. uh, afterwards in the same way that real estate photography yeah. can. Um, yeah, because it's it's multiple images of every, every yeah. room. Um, yeah, yeah which so, is good. But oh, they're all they're awesome. Like yeah. the the quality of them's amazing. Yeah, um, I, I yeah. love it. Yeah, yeah. So. And there's also other things like yeah. well, there's people doing videos, but they're doing still photo videos, and yes, like videos with the still imagery. Yeah, and then sometimes there's just the the agents talking at the start of the house. Yeah, so there's there's a couple of other visual things that yeah there's different levels of quality of all that sort of side of things yeah Um, yeah, there's definitely cheaper sort of video 360 versions of of walkthroughs well I think both you and I know that if some of these issues were resolved before the photographer gets there it would definitely make life a lot easier doing your job Uh, so let's hope that those thinking of selling realise how much it makes an impact to get the house looking picture perfect before the photographer arrives thanks for changing places today grant and we will be back after a small break with grant's fun facts grant's fun facts all right grant's fun facts the first person to take a photo snapshot was Joseph Nepps in 1826. He took a photo of a set table in the garden. The exposure of the shot lasted eight hours to be able to take the photo. So, wow, that's a long exposure. Back, 
<laughs> it's a long <laughs> photograph. <laughs> <laughs> Hence the reason why it was still life that he took a photo of. <laughs> <laughs> I must have had time back in uh, 1826. Must Take have. a while to photograph a house, eight hours per <laughs> shot. Yeah, that's plenty, yeah. Of time, plenty of time to tidy each shot up at least. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> All right. The first colour photograph was taken in 1861 by James Maxwell, who was a British British physicist. Mm. So he obviously worked out the technology to, to do a yeah. for, uh, colour photograph. Um, yes. The first aerial photograph was taken by French inventor uh Turnache, Turnache in 1858, and he shot Paris from a hot air balloon. So there mm. you go. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, the basis of a digital camera was invented in 1973. It was a uh, charge couple device which, um, with which it was possible to obtain an image size of 100 by 100 pixels. <laughs> so that's so, not very yeah. big, is it? <laughs> no, no, that's, that's tiny. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, my photos of 5,600 or something like that pixels. Oh, really? Oh. By, yeah. by whatever, by 4,000. <laughs> 4, uh, the first astronomical electronic photo was taken with the help of this device just one year later. So there you go. The... So, yeah. So th- the stars, like, you wouldn't really be able to tell the difference between the stars and the pixels, really. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't have been too high quality, that's for sure. Yeah. The term megapixel was first used in 1984. And the oldest camera was uh, sold at auction in Vienna in 2007, setting, a, uh, setting the record for the most expensive camera ever sold at auction. The <laughs> Daguerreotype Sussus was sold for nearly 800000 US dollars with the starting price of uh, €100,000. So around seven times more. Uh, yeah, so it sold around seven times more than its starting price. So there you go. That's a pretty expensive camera. What's 800000 yeah. US? That's like $1.2 million Australian. <laughs> I could buy, yeah. And a lot of, yeah. A lot of cameras. <laughs> the cameras. Okay, so now, Grant, are you ready to be a participant, victim, whatever you like to be called, of Sue's Quick? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I haven't seen these soon. I know, I'll keep you guessing. Okay, what's your favourite Melbourne beach? There you are. Easy start with that one. Oh, Frankston. Frankston, yeah, yeah that's, that's really we come love, up. Yep. It's come up, you know, really well. Yeah. yeah, they've done a great job of the boardwalk yeah. and that sort of thing. And, um, yeah, um, we go down there all the time to walk along the boardwalk. Yeah, they had the sand sculptures. To the beach. Yeah, the sand sculptures and sometimes they have, like, festival like. Oh, they've, they've taken the sand sculptures away from Frankston now. Oh, it's, uh, yeah, it's gone to a... Um, uh, I think a, a maze park somewhere around here. Oh, okay. Can't remember which one it is now. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So, so there you go. Yeah. Disappointing. I know you're a bit of a sporting nut in terms of uh, <laughs> a spectating. <laughs> so what's better, <laughs> Flinders Street Station or Southern Cross Station to go to your sporting events? 
Definitely Spencer Street Station to Docklands because that's where Essendon <laughs> play most of their home games. It's Southern Cross, not Spencer Street. <laughs> oh, well, it is. Did you say Spencer Street? No, I said Southern Cross. <laughs> oh, you did. There you go. <laughs> yeah, okay. Cross. Okay. Now this is going to um, maybe get you into a bit of deep water. Who's your favourite real estate auctioneer to watch? Have you seen many? Oh, yeah. Good question. Matt Helson's pretty good yeah. at Grey White Carnegie. Yeah. <laughs> He's luckily one of my main clients. Correct <laughs> <laughs> <are>. answer. Correct <laughs> answer. Okay, so what's your favourite sport to watch? Uh, footy's my favourite sport to watch. Yeah. yeah. Being a bomber's Close to five by basketball. Yeah. 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 Which instrument did you give a go to when you were young? Did you? Get the musical talent. Oh, uh, yeah. My mum and dad made me do piano yeah. as a kid. How many months? Yeah, I've, I've never really played instruments yeah. since then. I was <laughs> How long did you go for? Oh, I did it for a few years. I, yeah. I, yep. And then because they knew I either was no good at it or yeah. just didn't have any passion for it, then they started telling me, oh, it's really good for your computer typing skills. <laughs> That's how they started selling it to me. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think and I'm a great typer, so well done, Mum and Dad. <laughs> so, um, are you related to the American royalty Kennedy family? Ah, uh, no. <laughs> I wish I was. <laughs> um, which <laughs> suburb did you buy your first home? Uh, Frankston. Yeah. Yep. Uh, now, where did the Kennedys go to, in Melbourne to entertain their three-year-old? Uh, where do we go? Um, it cost me a fortune. Many, many lollipop playgrounds. And, yeah. No, nah, there's yeah. a, there's a, there's a really good, um, playground not far from where we are, the Bellum Park. Oh, yeah. I think it's Bellum Park. Yeah. It's on Frankston Cranbourne Road. Yeah. Heading, heading toward Cranbourne. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good little they've, they've actually got two, like, literally within, uh, 300 metres of each other. They have two massive playground setups. Yeah. yeah. So probably the best I've seen around, actually. Yeah. We spend a lot of time at these, at these parks. <laughs> I'm too. sure you do. A lot, a lot of time. <laughs> yes. Um, what's your favourite memory of your fa- family home growing up? Favourite memory of family home? Yeah. Probably Sunday nights. Um, yeah. At one point we had, I can't remember why, but we had our auntie and uncle living with us. I think maybe they were moved in between homes yeah. or something, building a house. I can't remember. I can't remember what it was. But there was so there was our family and obviously my um, my auntie and uncle and their yeah. kids um, li- all living with us. And I just remember, you know, dinner time with them and that kind yeah. of thing. And but usually on a Sunday arvo, you know, us playing out on the streets and then being called in yeah. for dinner and all that sort of thing. Yeah, I don't know. That's probably. Yeah. Be t- sort of typical memory, the amount of fun yeah, we all had. Yeah. yeah, and it's sort of like with this quarantine time or this isolation time that we're going through, it's it's all sort of coming back, isn't it? A lot of people. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's it. Yeah, we take it all for granted, don't we, really, until we realise. Yeah. Yeah, stuck at home. And the lucky last question, what's the weirdest thing you've ever done on a day trip? This would be pre-kids, I'm sure. <laughs> we're on. A, I was on a day trip one time, we're on the freeway and, the car next to me 
um, veered yeah. off on the on the thing. But as it veered off, it just ran straight into the the middle of the thing, like Mid- so like into the this is into nice. the like it actually. This is not this is not nice because I don't know if this person lived <laughs> okay. or died. But they yeah they hit the, they hit the middle it's of the, the thing like but it, like so it happened right next yeah. to me. So as I looked out the window and saw this car veering off, it hit the. Barriers. It was just weird that yeah how it happened yeah. Obviously I rang the um, ambulance and everything, but I was on the freeway and there was tons yeah, of cars so behind stop. me. I couldn't stop, and every other one else stopped as well. So yeah. I was, saw everyone else was stopping, so they were yeah. yeah. Grant, do you have any special offers for our listeners? Anyone who orders a, a 12 image photography shoot, they can have um, 50% off the 3D walkthrough to be also done yeah. at their property at the same time. So it um, works out to be about $225 yeah. discount, so yeah. not too bad. Yeah, so if anyone would like to, um, is about to sell or about to rent their place and like, like, you know, you're going to order yeah. photography anyway. Uh, yeah, you get a pretty good discount on offering so a walkthrough. So how can you get your real estate agent, for instance, to contact, or even if you want to do it personally, contact We Shoot Buildings or you to... Either call me on 0400825598 or, um, yeah, yeah, if you wanted to go through your real estate agent, you're, you're welcome to go through them and request for me and they can yeah. arrange uh, arrange it for you. For we shoot buildings to do your photography. Yeah. We shoot buildings. That's what it's called. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and ask, ask for that deal and I'll be more than happy to come and do it for you. Awesome. Thanks so much for today, Grant. Um, I know it's been a little bit more nerve wracking being on in the guest chair. Next week we have Glenn McGrath from Present Your Home with Styling do's and don'ts so don't miss it real estate right is a real copyright production hosted by sue langada and grant kennedy to contact we shoot buildings for their special photography offer including the 3d real view tour contact grant on 0400825598. That's 0400825598. We would like to thank Podbean for hosting our podcast, Audio Stock for sound effects, Premium Beat for our theme music, and Zoom for our video link. If you love this podcast and want to help us, we'd be ever so thankful if you could please subscribe, rate and review us on your favourite podcast service. We welcome any of our listeners to email us if they have any questions they would like answered in a future episode. So please send us an email to sue at realestateright.com.au. Thanks for listening to Real Estate Right.